House of God this morning. Happy New Year to everyone. And if I haven't had a chance to text and say it to you or say it to you personally, Happy New Year to you. You know what? So many, so many came so close. So many came so close to seeing this new year, but yet they fell short. But for whatever reason, whatever reason, God had determined he saw fit for us to make it over into 2022. I want you to just stop and think about that for a moment. I was listening to the TV the other day and they were talking about the actress Betty White. They were talking about all of the big birthday plans they had. She had uh, birthdays that were supposed to be coming up in the next week or two. And she was supposed to be turning 100 years old. And they were planning all types of big events and everything for her to turn 100. And the next day, guess what? She died. John Madden, they uh, produced and did this documentary of his impact on sports. Being a great NFL coach, Hall of Famer coach and broadcaster and all this stuff and that he was able to see the preview of the documentary and guess what the next day he dropped dead folks a lot of people came close a lot of people came close but they didn't make it but for some reason some reason God allowed us to cross over. He allowed us to cross over. And I don't I don't know how much of a mess you went through in 21. I don't know how much of a mess you created in 21. But I know God got us out of a lot of mess in 21. And for whatever reason he has chosen, he has decided to allow us to cross over into 22. You ought to rejoice about that. You ought to be thankful about that because if the truth be told, many of us would not have been ready if he had called us in 21. Can we be honest? We're still walking around talking about where I hope I hope, I hope. No, make up your mind. Make up your mind and determine that heaven is going to be your home. Because, see, when I read God's word and when I come to the conclusion of God's word and studying, it's nothing wrong with hoping, but I can be sure about my salvation. It's just a matter of me making up my mind that I want to go to heaven. You've heard it numerous times. We quote Paul in his final days saying, the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. Have you fought a good fight? If God had decided to take you at the end of 21, would you have been able to say, I fought a good fight? Paul said, I have finished 
my course. What you have been able to say, you had done all those things the Lord required of you to do as a child of God had you finished your course if he had decided to take you in 21. Paul said, I have kept the faith. Did you keep the faith in 21? Did you keep the faith in 21? Did you please God in 21 by remaining faithful and true to his word, even when you didn't understand? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Did you keep the faith? Paul said, henceforth, is laid up for me. Paul claimed it, folks. He claimed the prize. He claimed the prize that had been promised. He didn't say, I hope I get it. He didn't say, if by chance I get lucky. Folks, Christians don't operate on luck. We operate on faith. We operate on the knowledge of God that his promises are true and that he is faithful and will do whatever he said he would do. So for whatever reason, God so chose to allow us to cross over into 2022. We should rejoice. We should be thankful. But most importantly, we should make up our minds in whom we're going to serve this year. Amen. It's time to stop all this flip-flopping and wishy-washing and, and here and there. It's time to make up your mind who you're going to serve. It's time for you to focus. It's time for you to focus and make up your mind and stay focused on what's really important in this life. I know we have to work to eat. I know there's other things we have to do in order to live. But you know what? Nothing is more important than your soul. As Solomon said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Do what? Fear God. And keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty. Whole duty of man. Everything else finds, it play, finds its place behind that. Jesus said in Matthew 6. Seek ye first. What? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Folks, we got to focus. We have to focus in 2022. We cannot allow Satan to distract us. We cannot allow Satan working through our spouses and our children and our relatives and other folks in our job to distract us from what's really important. Because when it's all said and done, when we lay there with our hands folded in rest, God's word is still going to say what it says. Fear God, 
keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. That is not going to change. And you're going to stand in judgment one day and you're going to have to give an account and answer. Did you seek first the kingdom of God? You could come up with whatever excuse you want to, but the word of God is still going to read the same. It's still going to be the same. So you need to focus. You need to focus. Stop being so easily distracted by what the world want to sell you. Amen. Amen. Talking about keeping your focus this morning. But Jesus said to him, no one. Having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Not many have had the experience of plowing a field today unless they grew up on a farm. Have you ever passed a field and wondered how, how they made the lines so straight? That blows my mind every time I pass by a field. Or even, even small gardens sometimes you pass by and it's been plowed up and they have planted and the lines are so straight. Let me tell you, you cannot have straight lines like that looking back when you're plowing. Amen, somebody. Amen. A point must be found ahead of you. And you must focus on that point all the way from the start of the row to the end of the row. If you turn even slightly to one side, your line is going to get off. You got to stay focused. Christ is telling us we must focus on him. Let me say that again. Christ is saying we must focus on him. We can't let the world divert our focus. I don't care what's going on in the world. We supposed to still seek first the kingdom of God. I don't care what the news reporters continuously report. We supposed to seek first the kingdom of God. I don't care what the economical outlook and I don't care how expensive food might become. I don't care what may happen. We are supposed to seek first the kingdom of God. Amen. We see in Genesis 19 and 1. And verses 12 through 16, two angels came to speak to Lot to warn him of the destruction that was coming to the city. He was warned to flee the city with his family and to not look back. Their focus was reaching the city outside of the plain. But Lot's wife faltered. She faltered, looked back, and turned into a pillar of salt. Genesis 19, 23 through 26. She lost her focus. She lost her focus on what was truly important. 
What was the devastation that was about to occur behind her wasn't important anymore. She was told not to look back. She should have been looking to the plane where her salvation was so that she could escape the devastation that was happening in the cities. But she lost her focus. Something within her. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. But something within her. It pulled at her. It, it, it just pulled at her so that she looked back. And I can only imagine. If she could, if she could just think. Quickly, before she completely turned into a pillar of salt, she probably said, it wasn't worth it. We cannot allow the world to distract us. You're not going to make it into heaven on a technicality. You're not going to make it into heaven through ignorance. You're not going to make it into heaven by just playing dumb. You're going to have to be obedient. You're going to have to maintain your focus and keep in mind what is truly important. The Bible said that we are his workmanship. We are representatives. We are ambassadors. Paul said we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. We're all of these things, but we must keep our focus Yes, we've been forgiven of our sin through baptism, but that still doesn't punch the ticket. We still have to live faithful. We can't be distracted like Peter became distracted when he walked on the water. We're allowing people and the foolishness that they're talking out in the world. And not even just the people out in the world. There are people who talk foolishness in the church. And you can't listen to this foolishness if it's not based on God's word. Just because they don't want to go to heaven, don't allow them to take you to hell with them. That event with Lot's wife was so important. It was such an important lesson. He returns to it when speaking to his disciples, referencing Jesus in Luke 17 and 32. To remember Lot's wife. We are told in the New Testament to remember Lot's wife. Why do we need to remember Lot's wife? Because you know what? We need to go on and put the past in the past and we need to move on to the future. Some of us still wailing over stuff that happened to us two, three, four, five, ten, fifteen, thirty years ago. Let it go. Give it over to God. Move on. You need to focus and concentrate on what really matters. 
He is telling them they have started this work and not to look back now. There is more to look forward to than there is to look back on. Amen. Amen. I have more to look forward to in this life that I live than I have to look back on than I would have ever gained. I have heaven to look forward to. Let me say that again. I have heaven to look forward to. And there's nothing I can compare in this life to heaven. I have heaven to look forward to. So I don't need to be looking back. Bringing back old memories and, and bringing back old depressed um, things that happened in my life. It's time to move on. We don't know when he will return and if we are and if we are caught looking back instead of looking for him, we will miss him. Amen. Amen. If we're caught living in the past. And Jesus show up, you know what? We're going to be we're going to be caught in the past. And there's nothing that the past can offer us, folks. It's the past. You know, the greatest thing I love about the past is gone. It's gone. When I think about the trouble I could have been in, when I think about the condition I could have been called away in, when I think about the foolishness and the crazy stuff I used to get into, you know what? I'm thankful to God that the past is just what it is, the past. And what's even more beautiful about it, being in Christ, you know what? He don't remember it and bring it up to you anymore. And you know what? You need to learn to leave it alone, too. Just like the five foolish virgins in Matthew 25, 1 through 13, we must be prepared for his coming. Those five who were not prepared came back and cried to be let in. Oh, but what happened? But what happened? But he told them he did not know them. They were not prepared. They lost their focus. In Matthew 7, 21 Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my father, which is in heaven. See, many of us, we, we, we gotten this foolish notion that I've been baptized and there ain't nothing else for me to do. Oh, there's plenty for you to do. Living godly. Living to present your body a living sacrifice. When you offer a sacrifice, you, you're giving up something. What, 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 think about this for a moment. What have you given up? Huh? What have you given up in the name of Christ to present yourself as a living sacrifice? What have you given up? You say, well, I give up my time to come to, to church, come to worship. No, you're wrong. 
This is a privilege for you to be here. This is a privilege for all of us to be here. You ain't giving up anything. You should be thankful God allowed you to come and worship him. What have you given up? You ever thought about that? A sacrifice. When they presented the animal sacrifices under the old covenant, they didn't just go out and find any old mange, nasty animal. Those animals were kept separate from all the other animals. They were fed the best. They were groomed and everything. Why? Because these animals were used as sacrifices unto God. And you only present God your best. So what have you offered? I'm sure there were many days when those people looked at those animals. They said, boy, that's some good eating over there. <laughs> boy, I can imagine those rams and those goats. And oh, man, I bet they would taste so good because they've been oh, they have been taken care of. But they wasn't for them. They saved the best without spot or blemish. So I'm asking you, what have you given up that you may present yourself without spot or blemish? You can't continue doing the same old stuff, going out there sinning, going out there acting crazy, and then talking about offering yourself. You know, there were sacrifices God did not accept. Go study your Bible. When the high priest went in there and God was not pleased with the sacrifice he offered, he killed him. So what's going to happen to your sacrifice? Huh? What's going to happen to your sacrifice when you have not? Taking the time to focus on what's truly important. And taking the necessary preparations to prepare yourself to be presented. You're counting on God's grace. Shall we continue in sin? That grace may abound. What's the answer to that? God forbid. How can we who are supposed to be dead to sin. Continue therein to be servants of it. <laughs> How do we know what God's will is? Solomon spent his life trying everything under the sun and compared it to trying to catch the wind and vanity. Now, let me tell you something. If you ever want to know if something is worth having or trying or whatever, ask Solomon. Ask Solomon. He had it all. He had it all. And you, not, not only did he have it all, he lost, his, he lost his mind at one time. He did some foolish stuff. But God blessed him that he was able to come back. That's why I said, if you ever in question 
as to whether or not something is worth. Go ask Solomon. And you, you, you just may be surprised what the answer is going to be. Solomon said, I tried it all. Solomon said, I've had the women. Amen. Solomon said, well, I had some strange women. I had wives that you couldn't even number. I had concubines. You, oh, man, I've had it all. I've had everything that a fool in his heart would just love to die for. I've had bands, vineyards, riches. I've had gold, silver, money, you name it. Solomon said, I've had it. But I've come to one simple conclusion. It's all vanity. It's all vanity. Then he goes on to say, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. Keep his commandment. That's the whole duty, folks. Silver and gold will bring you some temporary happiness. But it also bring you worry because you're worrying about how you're going to hold on to it and keep it. The riches of this world will bring you only temporary happiness. But what happens when it runs out? Y'all with me this morning? Amen. Jesus also tells us to watch. Watch what we put value in as we see in Matthew 6, 20 and 21. He said, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Is that the truth? Yeah. Oh, I know it's the truth. We can't have the best of both worlds. Just like the church at the church of Laodiceans who were lukewarm. Neither hot nor cold and were spewed out. God wants our focus. Amen? Amen. God wants our focus. Paul writes here in Philippians, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are where? Before me. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if any, and if in anything be ye otherwise minded. God shall reveal even this unto you. Let the past be the past. Some of us, we, 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 we miss out. We miss out on blessings that come our way because we sit there daydreaming and, and dwelling in the past. 
single folks talking about, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm looking for a good husband. I'm looking for a good wife. Then somebody come along, but you know what? You're so busy comparing them to the trash you had in the past. They walk right on away from you. You got to leave the past alone. You got to leave it alone. Well, I would I would do better in life, but I was told when I was growing up, I would never amount to anything. How many years ago was that? How many years ago was that? Well, let me ask you this. Your, your daddy or your mama Mel said you, you would never amount to anything. But the Lord said different. Now, which one you got more vested in? Huh? No parent should ever tell a child that, but guess what? The Lord says different. So, so you put your life on hold because you can't get it out of your head what your mama or your daddy said about you or said to you. What about what Jesus said unto you? What about when Jesus said, Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and I have a laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lonely in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden. What about what Jesus said? So, so you discredit what Jesus said because you want to hold on and brag and boast about and moan and groan about what your mama and your daddy said. And, and on, on top of that, your mama and daddy probably dead and gone and you still holding on moping about what they said. Man, this is a new year. This is a new year. Year. Get yourself together. Stop sitting around complaining, talking about what you would do or what you could have done and what you should have done. It's time for you to get yourself in gear and do it. The only thing holding you back is you. You say you believe in this God. We know he's faithful. The question is, are you? Are you? Do you have faith in him? To believe that he can deliver you, that he can help you, that he could carry you on. He can do it. But do you believe in him? The problem is you don't have your focus right. You're too busy worrying about what people might think, what people might say. So what if you fail the first time? Get up. Every great person that I know that has accomplished and achieved something in life, you know what? They fail a few times. Michael Jordan. You know what? It, it, it don't even register at first to think. The first time Michael Jordan went out for basketball, he got cooked. Just wait a minute. How could you cut Michael Jordan? Because he didn't have it. But he said after he got cut that first time, he said it'll never happen again. And what happened? 
Everybody, everybody for centuries want to be like Mike. You got to focus, folks. You have to focus. What's really important? Some, some, some of us, we want to, we... Let me throw this out to them single folks. Don't, don't be so, don't be so hard driven to find a man or a woman. Amen. Find the Lord. Amen. Find the Lord first. Amen. Because see, you, you may just fall so much in love with the Lord that look, you don't want to be bothered with nobody else. Amen. And that can save you a lot of heartache and trouble in your life. But you're so busy worrying about trying to tie down with somebody and lay down with somebody. You know what? You have lost your focus on what's really important. You allow you allow get yourself in heat and get all heated up and ready to jump in the sack with them and everything and jump up and say, I do. And you know what? Then the next thing you know down the road, you know what? You don't have that burning sensation anymore. Talk about, I, I thought the Lord gave you to me. No, don't be lying on the Lord. You were out of focus. You were out of focus. Seek first the kingdom of God. Try that. Try that. You can't lose. I don't, I don't care which direction the stock market go. You can't lose with Matthew 6, 33. Because the Lord himself said, all these things shall be added unto you. He's going to do the adding. Because he know what you need. Get your focus right. He allowed you to come into 22 for a reason. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do about it? You've had some plans about going back to school or taking up a trade or doing some stuff. It's time for you to get up off your tail and do it. But what you need to make sure you take care of before any of all this other stuff, make sure you got your house in order. Make sure you got your house in order. Because nothing else is going to matter when you close your eyes. Is that all right, folks? Let's look back as I bring this thing to a close. At some biblical examples of choosing sides. And having your focus right or you out of focus. In Genesis 22, 1 through 14, we read about Abraham choosing to focus on God's promise given to him in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Abraham knew even if God had to raise Isaac from the dead, Hebrews eleven seventeen through 19, he will fulfill his promise of making him a great nation from his seed. If God said it, you better believe it. You better believe it. 
And it's not up to God to have to come and explain to you how he's going to do it. It's up to you to have faith to just believe that he's going to do it. Israel flops back and forth all throughout the Old Testament between God and idol worship. But we see Joshua's strength as he stands up to Israel and tells them to make a choice. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua said, if, it's, if, it's, if it appears evil unto you, you've seen the mighty hand of God. You've seen his works. You've seen what God has done. Now, if you can find something better or you choose to go somewhere else, another direction, you go. But as for me and my house. You've seen God work in your life. You've seen God intervene and, and do things. You know it was only God. Amen. You know it was only God. You better get your focus right. The story of Elijah and the prophets of Baal in 1 Kings 18, 19 through 39. Elijah did not allow his focus waver from God, but the people did. He asked them in verse 21 how long they were going to falter between two opinions. The choice of the true God was obvious, as we see in verse 39. In John 12, 42 and 43, we see even some among the rulers believed in Jesus. But they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Mm. That's how that's how people are today. They'll agree with you. They'll say, yeah, you're right. That's what the Bible say. Amen. But. But more concerned about what people think, more concerned about what their mama going to say, what their dad is going to say, what the cousin going to say. Man, you need to be concerned about what God is going to say. Ananias and Sapphira wanted to appear. As all in for God, but wanted to keep some back for themselves. Acts 5, 1 through 11. Slicks. Slicks. As they thought. But you know what? You can't outslick God. You can't outslick Vaseline, folks. God was slicker. They wanted, they gave the impression, oh, we do, we're doing this. We're in. We're part of this. But they failed to understand. They failed to understand how the Holy Spirit operated. And they got called on. it. Guess what? One day you're going to get called on it. So often we could get discouraged when we lose our focus on God and find ourselves on the wrong side of the fence. Thankfully, God offers us opportunities to either come to him for the first time, as we repent of sins, confess the name of Jesus, and that he is the true son of God. And then we are baptized for the remission of our sins. Or we can come back to him after we have strayed, just like the prodigal son, just like the father looked for the return of the prodigal son in Acts 15, 11 through 25. We need to surround ourselves with those who can influence us for the good 
and will help us in keeping ourselves focused on his word. Well, where are you going to find people like that? In the church. You say, well, I don't want to be around the folks in the church. Well, you don't want to go to heaven. You don't want to go to heaven. And it just amazes me. You might have a heartburn with one or two people in the church, but you take it out on everybody. How crazy is that? Better yet, how crazy are you? Leave these negative folks alone. You're not going to get no spiritual encouragement in alignment with what the word teaches from people out there in the world. Your marriage ain't working right. Things ain't right at home and everything. Folks in the world ain't going to tell you, hang in there. Hang in there. Stay in your lane. Remember the, remember the instruction God gave you. Folks in the world will tell you, child, I understand. Sometimes you got to step out. Leave these crazy folks alone. Surround yourself with the right people. I think y'all get quiet on that. <laughs> we need to find things of God to fill ourselves up with. Amen? Amen. Our focus can remain true with spending time in his word, with his church, and with him in prayer. You know what? This pandemic, during this pandemic, we should, we should, man, they, they shed everything down. Can't hardly find nowhere to go. You know what? Everything point back home when we should be studying our Bibles more. Yeah, there's something good that, that should come out of the pandemic. We should be better Bible students. But instead of being better Bible students... We've given more money to Netflix <laughs> and, and all these other streaming channels. And you know what? They've taken all our money and, and we've just become more dumber and more dumber instead of more wiser and more studious in the word of God. Mm. Well, I can't go nowhere. I'm at home. I may as well enjoy. How about opening your Bible? And it's so convenient now, if you're too lazy to read, just hit the icon on your phone and let it read to you. Oh, this pandemic, but we should we should be on top of our game. But how many of us? Have focus on studying more since we are limited and restricted for what we can do. Who wants to think like that? But you want God's blessing. Think about it, folks. 
Think about it. You got, you, you, you got to keep your focus. You got to keep your focus. You're not going to please God living a life out of focus. You know, it's just like an, a sight alignment, Thomas, on a, on a rifle, on a gun. If that alignment isn't right, you can pull that trigger and shoot all you want to. You ain't going to hit it. Because it's, it's, it's a line off. And you can say to yourself, well, I was looking right at the target through. But the alignment is off. You have to do what? Adjust it and get the alignment straight. That's what we got to do with our minds, folks. We've got to make a decision in 2022. Whose side are we going to be on? Are we truly going to serve God and be a member of the church? Or are we just going to be some half-steppers and some, 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 some folks who linger around and show up every now and then? But let me tell you, there's a train that passes out there every now and then. We could save, we could save a boots for you to get on it and keep going. God needs some people who are focused. Who are focused on putting first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Because what he has already done for you, you will never be able to repay back. Amen. If you're here today and you haven't surrendered your will to be baptized for the remission of your sin this morning. So that you can be added to the church of Christ to become a member of the one true church. The only one you're going to read about in the Bible under the New Testament teaching. You should do it today. What better way to start the year off than in a saved condition? And you can see for yourself from reading the scriptures why and how it came about. For us who are members, you lost your focus. You could get it back and help the Lord, ask the Lord to help you to keep your focus. Help him to help you to surround yourself with more positive people, spiritual minded people. And sometimes there's some folks in the church you need to. Everybody who show up ain't spiritual minded. They might have a spirit in them. But it ain't always of Christ. You just got you. You know, these folks, you know. Them. Just do better. Just do better. What's our song? 598. 598 is our invitation song. Let us together stand and let us sing the invitation song. Uh.